I was talking to a SaaS founder this week and trying to encourage him to do one-on-ones with his employees. He said, ugh, providing feedback is not my favorite activity. So today we're gonna talk to Ryan Sidnor from Grow about the types of feedback, why people are scared about giving and receiving feedback, and how it can actually be a springboard for massive personal and professional growth. If that resonates, stay tuned. As you know, Building Remote Teams is a brand new podcast. And to celebrate our launch, we have some really awesome discounts to give you from some of our favorite tools for remote teams. We have discount tools for 1Password, Donut, Hey Taco, Carrot, BirthdayBot, KarmaBot, and a ton more. All you need to do is to go to buildingremoteteams.com and subscribe with your email. You'll get a link to the page with all of the recommended tools and discounts that I mentioned above. Now, on to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Ryan from Grow. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm better now that you're here. <laughs> Ryan, where in the world are you right now? And, and what's, your, what's the space in that you're sitting or standing in? Ooh, interesting question. So I'm on Roosevelt Island, which is in New York City. I'm on Cornell Tech's campus in my apartment, sitting in my chair at my desk. Oh, okay. You're on campus. Are you a student? Is it? Yeah. So actually, my last day of classes was a couple of days ago. I'm an MBA student, or no longer okay. an MBA student, just graduated. Congratulations. Congratulations. Okay, cool. So when you look around your space, what do you see? Is there a window? Yeah, there's a window. It's actually a really nice view down the river. I have a little Raspberry Pi that I set up a live stream of my view to Twitch. My aunt got me an air plant recently. I have a bunch of badges from conferences that I went to, but mostly pretty minimalist. So not all that much stuff or clutter around. Awesome. So I originally saw Grow when I was just looking through Slack apps. Before the show, I was was telling you, like, I'm a big tools guy. I love to try out new tools to kind of automate my life or be able to do cool things. So I saw Grow and I reached out and I've tried it with with some of my team members. And it seems seems pretty cool. So can you tell me, before we talk about what the app actually is, can you tell me about what the history or the seed of where Grow came from? Sure, definitely. So Grow really originated from a problem that I personally faced throughout my work experience and leading into my MBA program here at Cornell Tech. And, you know, I worked at companies ranging in size from like three people to 300,000 people, and they all had their own way, their own culture of, you know, giving and and receiving feedback. And I always tried to embody kind of like a growth mindset and I wanted to remain open to hearing from others. And I think that is something that has helped me tremendously throughout my career. However, navigating each of these environments to find the sort of feedback that could help me was was difficult. And so what we really found was that we being me and, and my team is that there are kind of like two broad categories of feedback. There's informal feedback, the, the type you might exchange at a water cooler or out to launch with a peer. And it tends to be really honest because you have this kind of like foundation of trust, but it's irregular. There's no schedule for it. It's fragmented. So it might be IM or email and it's unstructured. And so it makes it really difficult for you as the receiver to kind of synthesize, you know, what are all the data points coming in at me? How do I understand this both now and, and over time? 
And then there's formal feedback, the type you most frequently would associate with something like a performance review at work. And one of our key insights at Grow is that often formal feedback tends to be reserved. The reason for this is because when you couple feedback with compensation and that feedback can be feedback for you is seen by your manager. If I actually like you, I'm going to kind of water it down and not tell you the truth because it could negatively impact your career. But even as a manager, like a, a manager would would not tell you negative stuff because you like them, even though you want them to perform really well? Well, good question. Yeah, so I'm more so describing from a peer-to-peer point of view. Got it. Okay. So if your firm does like 360 reviews and you get, you know, five descriptions of your performance over the last half a year from your team and your manager can read that. That's the moment that I'm that I'm speaking about that might be reserved. Got it. And I think for a manager then in that situation is now they're making decisions with inaccurate information. It's inaccurate and that's biased because they they like you and so they're not giving they're biased against giving negative stuff. Correct. Correct. And then I think the direct question that you asked is like, will I be reserved if I'm your manager? I think that gets into a different category. So, so the quote unquote right answer, I would say is like, no, of course not. Like as, as that's your kind of your job as a manager. Right. But then I think there's more of an education problem of like, how do you do this? Well, how do you do this effectively? And how do you ensure that you're not biased while you're doing it? So there's this concept of like an availability or recency bias. So maybe there's availability of one major positive event or a major negative event that, that, kind of pulls your thinking in a certain direction. Or maybe if you do annual reviews, you only really remember the last two or three months. And so there's another question there of how do you do it effectively at, even as a manager? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was when I was working, I was in the federal government for three years and I'd have like an annual per performance evaluation review, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like these things were one page, really superficial. It was a number between one and four on like five different sections. And like, it wasn't even helpful. And it was once a year, like, what am I going to do with that? And, and like, he, he would even have me like, write it myself. He's like, Here, write, can you write down like the different stuff that you did this past year? <laughs> like, it was, it was really brutal. Yeah. So I, that's the kind of the problem that, that we've found ourselves wrangling with. And there's something really cool that's been happening is as we're as we're kind of talking to people out in the world about this, as we're pitching them, like you can definitely see that the, like the word that you just use, like brutal, right? You can see the emotion on people's faces of like, yeah, like I really want more feedback so I can grow. But it's always with this other thing that is really kind of a painful experience. And so we're trying to actually like separate those two things. And so we want to focus on just the learning and growth part of feedback and not as much on the performance evaluation piece. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you know, I have a weird relationship with feedback because in general, I feel like I don't entirely believe this, but let's just emphasize this particular area, but say, you know, my let's just say a listener, you know, their experience with feedback when they hear that word, it sounds like you're asking someone or someone's about to tell you you suck in a particular area like uh-huh. you're not good in an area yep. like is that what feedback is i feel it's a bit uh rhetorical but i just want to give you a jumping place to talk about like you know to know that i think a lot of people have that experience and what is a healthy feedback situation totally totally so i guess like the simplest version of this answer is no i don't think that encompasses all of what feedback is. If you go to a very fundamental level, 
feedback exists like in organic systems, right? Your cell needs more water and so it opens its cell membrane or whatever. I don't totally remember seventh grade biology. I'm sure that's how it works, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you nailed it. And so feedback exists at that level, which is like a very reactive thing. If you think of like your thermostat in your house, you know, the air temperature feeds a signal into your thermostat and it decides through that feedback, should I turn on or off my heat or air? Okay, so like close their open feedback loops where these things are changing based on the situation. And I view myself personally as similar to that, right? Like I'm part of this organic societal, like this population, I'm part of this world. And, you know, I'm navigating my way through it. And, and feedback is a thing that helps me adjust. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be constructive criticism. I think a positive feedback is, is also a way to help me realize like, oh, you know, the adjustment should be go faster in that direction. And the way that I think about feedback is like almost to the extent of like the more the merrier. And so it's the polar opposite of this superficial one-year review you just described, wherein if I have like a North Star that I'm heading towards, I'm doing my best to head in that direction, but maybe I'm like following this zigzag line and each zig or zag that change in direction comes through some form of feedback. So it might be like self-reflection. It might be feedback for myself. It might be feedback from, you know, a loved one or a family member saying like, hey, maybe that's not what is best for you. It might be feedback from a boss or, or a peer. And the more frequently I can make those zigzags, the straighter my line towards my goal becomes. But how do you do that? Like you, you say the more the merrier feedback. How do you, I mean, you have to be so vulnerable to do that. And so open to, you know, hearing the really hard stuff of, you know, hey, Ryan, like what you did when you interacted with that person, like it was really not okay. Like that's really hard stuff to hear. Like uh, how are you so open to hearing this type of stuff? I think there's the core of this in my mind is short-term versus long-term trade-offs. And so in the short-term, you're 100% right. And I've certainly heard things that have kind of knocked me off my feet for a day or two. And in the long-term though, if I continued doing whatever that was and that, and you know, in the feedback that you just gave me in, in that interaction, if I did that again and again over time, um, I think I'd be worse off uh, than rather than deal with the kind of the short-term consequences and the emotional hit. Oh, interesting. Because you're saying that this thing, like we could just assume that you would continue to treat this individual or speak this same way if you didn't have the feedback to be able to incorporate that into your life and learning. And so you could have just caused more damage through, you know, over the longer term. Yeah. Is that what, is that what yeah. you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Okay. I guess that makes sense. It's just, I think it's a mindset shift where if we want more feedback, we have to now realize that there might be some real short-term pain that happens. I mean, in the extreme case, right? There's probably probably not all feedback is going to be that, you know, as, as harsh as that, presumably, right? That's, that's like, totally right. I think there's another interesting element here. So, that it, you know, fee feedback is a two-way street. There's a giver and there's a receiver. And it's interesting that we actually started by talking about the receiver in this case, right? So the receiver has to be open-minded and, and vulnerable. But there's another thing too, where it's like, you know, we, we just met for this podcast. So are you really going to tell me something that is extremely negative when we don't have that much trust together? Like, oh, sure. Probably, probably not. And so there's another interesting element here where we, we've realized as a team that 
kind of these like small, you know, mild positive or mild negative pieces of feedback help people actually build trust so that they're able to have these deeper relationships with one another where they're able to say, you know, maybe more constructive things that that might have this kind of like short term emotional hit, but you both know it's coming from this like place of trust that you're really trying to help one another. You're saying that if I'm giving someone some feedback to help them, and, and, and it could be a negative thing, we're talking mostly about, I guess, you know, a lot of the examples we've used is negative feedback. This actually helps develop our trust relationship? So not exactly. So yes, but not exactly. So one okay. of the things that we've realized as a team is that kind of like smaller and more continuous feedback interactions help build trust. And so it's not necessarily just negative here. In fact, it's normally small positive. So like, hey, good job. Hey, keep it up. When you, you know, ran the meeting with a really tight agenda and we finished on time, that was new and different and great. That sort of small win, that small positive helps build a relationship, which opens the door for kind of like more meaningful or more constructive feedback in the future. Got it. Okay. The subtext for, you know, this podcast, Building Remote Teams, is, you know, building incredible teams with less drama. Um, I've experienced some teams where there's all kinds of people, like, where there's all this, like, gossip happening behind the scenes, people frustrated with each other, and then all of a sudden it just kind of blows up. So, you know, how does feedback or does feedback help reduce kind of the drama, you know, as a very general term, in teams? Like, how does feedback build? If everyone's giving each other positive and negative feedback, how does that help reduce drama on a team? Yeah, great question. Okay, I guess the one caveat here is I think that as social creatures, there's almost always going, inevitably going to be some level of drama. I don't think you can eradicate it completely. But I do think that being kind of like direct with people about about your thoughts can heavily alleviate this. And so I guess, I don't know, let's come up with an example, you know, drama, maybe somebody's talking about somebody else behind their back. Yeah, let's say someone, let's say someone's very arrogant about their approach, or they're very opinionated about a particular direction they should take the you know, they think the product should go. And, you know, these two other people are really not thinking that's a good idea, but they don't want to tell the person because they're very aggressive and arrogant. So the, the other two people are kind of, you know, talking behind their back about it. So. Yeah. And so like the death spiral here is the arrogant person becomes more arrogant of like this, these two people aren't listening to me. And these two people become more isolated because they're like, oh, this the arrogant person is just so arrogant and, and, and it starts a death spiral and, and that kind of like breaks down. And that's the explosion that you're talking about at some point that's, that's going to blow up. And I think the other possible world is that these two people who are, who are gossiping, one of them has this whatever epiphany. And this is, I'm pulling this concept from, there's a really great group called the Conscious Leadership Group. They have a book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And one of the commitments is paraphrasing here, but I'm going to end gossip. And so I think something that you could do in that situation as one of the two people, especially if it's the, if you're on the receiving end. So that guy, that guy is being super arrogant. And if you're receiving that message, it's really simple to say, well, have you talked to them about it? And, and coach them through, hey, here's, you know, how it's affecting us. I see it's making you upset. Let's go like sit down and, and, and talk to them about it and work this out. I like that. It's a, it's a very interesting like I'm vowing to end gossip. It's a, it's a cool approach. I definitely can't, you know, and this is, 
I, I guess another caveat I have in, in that sort of thing is it's always a, talking about your ideal self, right? You know, I, I'm guilty of gossiping sometimes. I wish I weren't, but I am. And mm-hmm. um, when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, oh, you should like this, this isn't, this is, you're in a bad place. Like, th- like you have to move away from this and, and, and figure out how to get out of this situation. And that probably means in the moment being like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I just realized I was gossiping. Let's not do this. And let's like solve it in a way that that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So let's just say I'm sitting on a team, whether in person or remotely, doesn't matter. And I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, like I think getting feedback would be valuable. And so I want feedback and maybe I should be giving feedback to others. Like how can, can I just get started as an employee doing that? Or do I have to be like, like an executive in the company that kind of mandates we give feedback to each other? Like how could we get started doing that apart from adding the grow Slack app? which is probably just to be, it is probably not the exact solution. I don't know. Maybe it's it is. Definitely, it's definitely not. You know, I wish I could tell you that, yeah, you press this button and your company culture changes, but that's the, not the truth. I mean, I think there's like a heavy amount of education involved and, and the core of the question you're asking me is a mindset shift to go from a world where maybe you're not getting as much feedback to, to one where, where you are. Grow can definitely help with it, but I, I, I do think it requires a mindset mindset shift first. So one of the core things that we've found, so in the same vein that, you know, the more frequently you engage in these like small pieces of feedback, the more, the deeper a relationship is that you'll build with somebody, the more you request feedback, the more feedback you get. Now that doesn't sound super surprising, but if you dig into it, one of the key barriers that often prevents people from giving feedback is like, I don't know if they're, if this person will be open to hearing it. And by requesting feedback, you show that you're open. And so does this have to come from an executive or can it come from an employee? I think it can come from anybody. I think you can make the request, hey, like I'm really looking to improve and, and, and I'd appreciate your feedback. And the more specific you can make that, the better. So like in the meeting, when I did this thing, you know, what did you think? You know, in a best case scenario, I do think it does start at the top in many ways, executives tend to be role models and they model the behavior that other people in the organization consciously or not end up following. And Mm -hmm. so if they're the ones requesting, I do do think that sets sets a bar for what's expected. So it doesn't have to be a company-wide policy that we're giving feedback to each other and I want feedback, everyone wants feedback. It could just happen where one individual whether you know an executive or just you know an employee says, "Hey, could you start giving? Could you give me some feedback on this specific thing?" And that could potentially snowball. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's that's exactly what I'm saying. What's the the quote here? Like, be the change you want to see in the world. Or oh, like, beautiful. Um, yes. <laughs> right. I, and I think that's exactly what I'm saying. I think that can snowball. I do have like a really small story or example about this. I love stories. Tell us your story, okay. Ryan. Cool. So I was working at a, a company called Teachers Pay Teachers. It's a marketplace for educational resources. And I was on a, a team called Resource Experience. And we're, we were a growth stage startup. And so the company, I was there for two years, and I think they doubled their headcount each year. And there's an interesting dynamic if you haven't been in a growth stage startup before where like there's so much to do and there's not enough people and not enough time. And because we were a relatively early stage company, some of our kind of like company-wide processes were not mature yet. In particular, 
uh, we did not have a mature feedback process. So we we didn't have like year end performance feedback reviews. I think that like there were performance reviews, but they were much more more informal. I feel like for most startups, this is not the top of most companies' priority. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And and there's there's this interesting balance, which is you know people who are learning and growing in their role tend to be happier and happier employees stick around longer and retention has a direct impact on the bottom line, right? It's expensive to hire and fire. And this is definitely something in the important but not urgent camp. Like urgent is the site is down and important is, you know, are our people happy? Are they growing? And I don't think it's a major, I think like we talked about earlier, it's a mindset shift. It's, you know, a five minute conversation here and there that can really make or break this for, for a team. Anyway, back back to the back to the the story. So we didn't have this kind of formal process and and on our team, the resource experience team, we decided, okay, well, you know, we want to try this out with one another. We want to try this this feedback thing. And so we set up Google Forms. We basically had Google Form. I don't remember exactly what the questions were, but something along the lines of like, what should I keep doing? What should I stop doing? What should I start doing? Something like that. And it was a team of six of us, I think, at the time. And so we all filled it out for each other. We went out to dinner together afterwards to kind of like, after we had all had, you know, one-on-one conversations, if we wanted to follow up about anything. And it was one of the better bonding experiences that I had while, while working there. And it was because we had just had this moment where we were all vulnerable with one another. We all shared kind of where we were at. And it, it kind of like increased the trust of, the, the baseline level of trust on the team pretty substantially after after that dinner. So that was like, uh, we just decided as a team, okay, we're going to do this. And then we did. That's pretty amazing. How did that actually happen? All six people just got together. They were having lunch. They're like, oh, I just had this brainwave two minutes ago. And then so, so did I. <laughs> I want to get feedback. Wow. I was thinking I want to get feedback too. Let's all get, you know, get feedback. I just had this like <laughs> this moment where everyone's just having like this epiphany together. How did that actually start where someone kind of suggested this idea, presumably? Okay. So cats out of the bag. I think it was my suggestion. Uh-huh. Okay. I see. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that it likely came out during a retrospective. So we did, the, you know, all these agile processes as a team. So we had a Kanban board and sprint planning sessions and story points and all of that. And I think during a retrospective one week, we all kind of felt like, I don't know really like what's going on with everybody. Like, I don't know what you're really up to. I'm not 100% sure. Are we on the same page? And it was somewhere around the time of the end of the year. And I think it was just like, hey, maybe we should try this. And then it was similar to what you mentioned. It was like, oh, yeah, actually, that, that would be pretty reasonable. Let's try that out. Got it. Okay, cool. So it was one person that kind of thought this thing and other people kind of jumped jumped on the bag wagon where they thought it'd be useful for them too. Okay, that makes sense. I could see that happening. Um, and so that could be something that, you know, anyone in a company could kind of suggest and be like, yo, hey, I want more of this feedback stuff. How do you feel about that? And hopefully maybe there will be some sort of group of people that want to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something interesting that it was sparked at a retrospective because that's a moment where the entire team is being vulnerable with one another. It's a, it's definitely a safe space. Um, and so suggestions like that, uh, where you have to then be vulnerable again in the future, maybe were more effective in, in that situation um, versus launch. I don't know, uh, but just a thought that I had. Wow, that's beautiful. I can I can imagine everyone feeling pretty good at that dinner, just kind of hanging out. For me, my personality, it's all about doing things together with people. And so 
I would, I, I could, I could probably be very emotional in a moment like that. Um, yeah. that's really great. So you've got, you've got this whole, you know, philosophy about giving feedback. Tell us how grow works and how people, uh, uh, yeah. Tell us how, how grow works and maybe some stories of what you heard of how people have been using it. Sure. Yeah. So grow is the platform for personal growth. And we're trying to meet people where they're already communicating. So you don't have to context switch out of your flow of work. And so we're calling this grow in the flow. So we're right now on the Slack app store, but we do plan to expand in the future to other communication channels like Microsoft Teams. And really the core of the app, which we've been talking about um, this entire time is feedback. And so it allows you to give and request structured feedback. And we think the structure to some of the questions you asked me from earlier really helps people learn how to give high quality feedback. And so one of the things that, that we've learned is high quality feedback is timely. So, you know, just after an event or just after, after the moment that something occurred, um, it is honest, right? So the data is secure between the giver and receiver on growth so that your manager can't see what's going on. It's specific. So again, if it's just after a meeting, you share like what in the meeting did you like or, you know, what could be improved and it's actionable. And so we prompt people like, you know, what, what might they be able to do differently next time? Over time, we build a profile of a person when you're receiving, giving and receiving feedback. And with that profile, we can help you actually come up with action items to take. So if you've gotten a lot of feedback about maybe your public speaking skills not being so great, we recommend, you know, blog posts or podcasts or TED Talks or even courses. And if you've received a lot of feedback about your public speaking being phenomenal, then we can help make you a mentor in your organization. And so then there's this really cool opportunity for us to match, you know, somebody who's really great at public speaking with somebody who wants to work on it. And so, yeah, I, I mean, cool, right? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's just definitely, it's not what I initially would have thought as some interesting data or learnings that you can get from feedback is actually see the people, what people are really good at in the company and match them with people who are really wanting to grow or need to grow in that particular space. That's really not obvious, but I could see that being really powerful. Yeah. So the whole entire platform is built around this concept of, of personal growth. And again, it, it's this core thing where a lot of people hear feedback and they think performance reviews. And when we hear feedback, we think learning and growth. And so it's this like this split that, that we want, that we want to make. And, and so can we provide educational resources? Can we provide people to help you? Can we provide coaches or mentors uh, to help you continue your, your growth journey and to kind of like skill up? And um, that's really what we're excited about. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you have any cool stories or testimonials of how Grow has helped people and companies? I definitely have. This is this is like a more of like a founder emotional moment, but there are, how much context should I give here? <laughs> as much as you're com as much as you're yeah. comfortable with. So I in college I, I was a computer science in undergrad I was computer science and interactive multimedia. I made a video game and my goal for making the game was for one person to have fun. Not particularly ambitious, but it was my first game ever, and I presented it at a, a showcase and like a couple of people played through the game, and I, I was like flabbergasted. I was blown away. I was like I couldn't have imagined anything better than this. <laughs> and I had a similar moment with Grow actually, and so. 
uh, we made a, I, put, I posted something on, on LinkedIn and um, there's, a, there's um, a company in Brazil and, and one of their employees uh, commented on the, the post, like, I love grow with a little like plant emoji. And I, I like, I cried. I was so happy. I was like, I can't believe it. Like this thing, has, like, grows helping these people, and they, like, they love it. Like, okay, this is amazing. Wow. So that that was a really, really powerful moment where I was like, okay, there, there, there's something here. I like it. Like, it's like this healthy mix of like intrinsic motivation. Like, I believe it because I've faced this problem before. But then mm-hmm. also extrinsic, right? Like, people validating, like. Yeah, I feel this too, and this is this is helpful. Um, so I think that's probably like the the highest high I've I've had on, on grow so far. Like it's it's really interesting too because from like a data perspective, we have you know over two hundred teams, and they're in like thirty six countries. And there's just one person who said this that was just so incredibly impactful for me. Wow! Did you find out more like how they're using it, or how it's actually made an impact within their company, or? Or another company, yeah. I understand what you know. Your your beautiful experience of, of of feeling like you make an impact by that note, which is which is beautiful. But have you heard stories about how it's actually impacting within people's companies? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I said, that was more of the founder lens, and wasn't totally the question you asked me, but it was the first thing. But that's fine. It's still a nice story. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you said you like stories. So I love stories. Yeah, so within companies, so there's an interesting thing that that's happened where we've found our sweet spot in companies that are big enough that they're not just like sitting around a table and like looking at each other and, and exchanging feedback with one another in person, mm-hmm. but small enough that they don't have like a ton of structure around their HR processes. Sure. And so, so this could be like between 10 to 50 people or something. Yeah, I think like it could go maybe like you know one fifty to two hundred, depending on okay. how quickly quickly they they mature. And sure. I, and I do think that's like our initial market. Like as our platform matures and we have more capability, and we have this mentor matching service, and maybe like you know like help you find internal candidates for a job based on their skills, mm-hmm. then we can move to like larger companies. But for now, I think that that's our sweet spot. And so within that sweet spot, a lot of what we've heard is along the lines of, you know, this wasn't something that was happening for me. And now it is. And that has been really helpful. And it's kind of the same question that you came back to way at the beginning, which was like, how do I get started? And so these companies in this size have, it's, and it's tended to be an employee who wants to use it with their team, or maybe a manager who wants to use it with their team, generally not an executive saying like, this is what we're doing. Right. And so it has been this kind of like bottoms up growth where somebody uses it with one of their peers, they use it with somebody else and and it's been growing organically within companies. And it's taking like, it's like almost a zero to one. It's like, here's a behavior that wasn't really happening so much. And and, and now it is. Wow. That's great. I mean, that's, that's gotta be really exciting for those individuals who maybe really had no idea how well or how poorly they're doing in the company. And now they actually have some some tangible tools to work with tools like I don't want to use that word feedback they've actually got some places where they can start from to be able to grow in their in in their you know in their career and and in their yeah. company so that's got to be pretty exciting for them for sure yeah very cool Brian thanks a lot for coming on the show there's lots um I've I've never talked or thought about feedback as much as I have with you 
Cool. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I guess for everybody listening, if you if you want to try out Grow, our website is getgrow.io. And if you're interested in some of our premium features where you can customize Grow to meet your company needs, have some data export functionality, if you use the code remote, then you get 10% off for your first couple of months. Beautiful. That sounds great. Ryan, thanks a lot. Thanks so much. All right. Until next time, this is Jevin and Ryan. Signing off. Thanks. Bye. Hey, listeners. We're really trying to get the message out about how remote teams can be so awesome. If you found this podcast helpful, would you take 60 seconds to leave us a review in iTunes? It helps us rank to have more people learn about this show, and it helps us know which content is the most helpful. As a thank you, I'll try to read every review on the show and give you a shout out. Thanks a lot.